And I'm Christina. This is Legion of Dogs. Your free resource for multi-dog living. So where did you stash your dogs? Uh, I've got them all in with me. And it's Cassie that needs to be stashed. They're <laughs> 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 just sleeping. Uh, <laughs> that's a great Aww. segue into what we're doing, actually. So, yeah, Lee's got Cassie, so. Perfect. Yeah. So, Steph, so, do you want to tell our listeners a little about, about your dog career and who you are? Yeah. Um, I have been working with dogs for probably close to almost 20 years now. Um, and I have certifications in a multiple different venues, including... Um, my pro dog trainer certification through Absolute Dogs. I'm certified through the BC SPCA Animal Kind certification. And I also have my Council of Professional Dog Trainers Knowledge Assess certification. Nice. Yeah. I so. have done lots of different stuff working with dogs from pet stores to running daycares to doing group walks, doing group training classes, and run a structured positive dog based daycare right now we should at some point talk about your daycare program because it's pretty cool but today we'll focus on you now that i'm thinking <laughs> about it. i'm like oh you're gonna have to come back because you do a really cool job with that so let's um let's meet your family if you want to tell us about your humans and your fur dogs <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I have three dogs. Um, they, I have two Australian Shepherds, one being a miniature, and she is 14, so she's definitely slowing down. Um, my other Australian Shepherd is almost two, Gibson, and he is a fun, lovable, bouncy boy. And then I also have a Border Collie Sport Mix named Maven, who's eight, um, and she likes to keep me on my toes. <laughs> and then what about your human family so there's my husband um and then i also have a stepson that doesn't live with us anymore but he has lived with us in the past he's now 19 um and we have a almost five-year-old daughter as well my husband and i perfect so the reason we want to talk to Steph today was we want to talk about living with multiple dogs with a young child or baby in the house because it has its own challenges. <laughs> it's hard enough having a baby like alone, never mind one dog, and then you keep adding dogs. It, it can get crazy. So definitely, you're yeah. the expert there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so, do good with controlled chaos and multiple things on the go. <laughs> yeah, Steph, your family looked a little different when you brought Cassie home. Yeah. almost five years ago. Do you yeah. want to talk to us about what that, uh, what your dogs looked like then and what structure or what you put in place when you brought Cassie home so that everyone was safe and felt calm and relaxed together? Yeah, for sure. So back about five years ago, I didn't have my young boy Gibson. Um, I had just my older miniature Australian Shepherd and my Border Collie. And at the time, I had an even older little Terrier Cross Dodger, who unfortunately is no longer with us. Um, but um, 
Yeah, we did a lot of things in place when I was first pregnant. All of my dogs have always been crate trained, and that was really helpful um, on having a little bit of separation. My dogs all have loved their crates. Um, and we did a lot of making sure the dogs were comfortable being separated through um, baby gates and comfortable in X-Pens as well, so they didn't have to be crated so much too. So we had options. Um, the other important thing that I did a lot with my dogs is I made sure that they all were comfortable being away from the other dogs. So if I needed to create one and I had two in a bedroom or two crated and one in a bedroom or one out, they all were comfortable intermingling and switching where they were, where they were positioned basically. Um, and that was really a godsend at the beginning there for sure. Had your dogs um, been around kids or babies before? No, they hadn't. They were good with older kids um, and had exposure to older kids, but they had no exposure to babies or toddlers when, when I had my daughter Cassidy. Were you concerned at all? I was, but I felt comfortable in knowing my dogs, knowing their body language, knowing their stressors. Um, I knew I could make sure that they felt safe um, and knew that I was just gonna roll with what was going to happen and what the dogs were gonna communicate to me through the process. And did your dogs get along with one another? They did, they definitely did. Yeah, yeah, they were very comfortable with one another. So you weren't managing like difficult dog personalities together? No, they were all very different in their needs, both mentally and physically. Um, but they jived really well, the three of them together. Nice. So yeah. did you notice changes in them when you were pregnant? I don't think so. Not too much. I mean, my two girls have always been, um, which is Kaylee, the miniature Australian Shepherd, and Maven, my um, sport mix. They've always been really intuitive to me. So that just kind of rolled naturally. Um, my terrier cross dodger, he was always very independent and just, he was a little couch potato. And so I didn't see too much of a change in, in their behavior towards me. I mean, Maven was always a big cuddler, so she would love to lie on my belly. <laughs> but I mean, she loves to lie on me anyways. <laughs> And when you brought the uh, Cassie home when she was a baby, did the dogs show a lot of interest or were they ambivalent or how did they feel when you first brought her home? So we had it situated um, that when the dogs met Cassidy at first, she was in her bassinet off the ground and we introduced the dogs one at a time. Um, so we started with the dogs. We were less worried about worried just being the lowest stressed that we could do for each individual dog the dogs got to see me first get their excitement to see me because they hadn't seen me in about a week because they were obviously with a dog sitter um so we started with my little terrier dude because he just doesn't really care about anything <laughs> and he just like obviously after he said hi to me, he was allowed to come into the front room um, and smell the bassinet, which had already, the dogs had already been exposed to all, all the stuff, baby. So the bassinet, they'd already checked out before I had her. The 
diaper bags, the crib, all that stuff was the stroller. I had already done training actually with the stroller with all of them out on the road while I was pregnant. So all the stuff they were used to. So when he came in, he didn't really think much of the bassinet because it wasn't new. And he did kind of go up and kind of sniff towards it and just walked away. And that's Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> so um, each dog got to come in. They got to investigate the bassinet. Um, we did, of course, make sure that none of the dogs jumped up on it um, because that's not something that we wanted the dogs to do in future, even if it, for whatever reason. Um, and they were all really good about it. Like, newborn baby was a breeze with with my crew they were very comfortable um you know she didn't she made of course lots of noise and stuff but none of them were worried about the noises but at that point the baby's not really moving around much so they were just like eh, all right whatever <laughs> did you did notice the stage in her development when it did get harder hundred percent yes for sure each development stage we found with Cassidy came with new challenges that we had to do to make sure the dogs were comfortable and safe as well as the baby of course was safe so once um you know we did a lot of tummy time with the baby on the floor, things like that where she was still not mobile and again that's where our crates, X-Pens, baby gates came into play. Um, the first few times we did not allow the dogs have access towards Cassie if she was doing tummy time on the floor. Um, and then when we did, we brought them in. My husband would lie with Cassie and I would bring one in at a time on leash and just kind of have them next to it. And we would just kind of relax and sit and watch TV. Um, my dogs were comfortable enough that I didn't feel like I needed to sit there and give food reinforcements for them to have them kind of heightened. I've got a couple of food crazy dogs. Um, so we just kind of sat and hung out and it was more about just being relaxed in that environment for them. Um, and it worked really well. Um, and my dogs got really comfortable. It wasn't until she started crawling that really became a big challenge for my older dogs. Um, Dodger being specifically the one because he was quite old at that point and sore and he's always had body problems um, with his spine and his back legs and stuff. So um, he really kept his distance from Cassidy. He was not comfortable with her crawling around on the floor. So even though our home is open concept, there are lots of options of X-Pens that are not like your metal X-Pens. They're cloth, they're nicer. So we were able to still have separation and have the dogs out and comfortable with Cassie moving around. Um, and that worked like a, really, really well to get them comfortable. So he could lie on the other side of the X-Pen, she or the cloth barrier, um, and Cassie could crawl around on her little floor and everybody was safe. Awesome. That's a great Excellent. solution. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize how many options are actually out there. If you have open concept, I have a lot of clients who are like, Oh, well, I can't, I can't put a baby gate up because my place is open concept and really, or I don't want to use an X pen because it's, you know, rattly and it's, you know, not attractive looking, but we found this wonderful one that literally stretched the length of our front room, which was really quite large. And it was cloth with some netting 
um, and had a gate um, and it pressure mounted so it didn't have to drill into the walls um, and it worked really well. So we've talked about the changes in um, baby development and how that affects dogs, but how did your routine change with your dogs after having a child versus before? My routine changed a lot. Um, I was physically really fit and used to hike on a very regular basis, even at the beginning and middle stages of my pregnancy. I did a lot of dog sports um, with my dogs as well, of course. And obviously in the pregnancy towards the end, my mobility was just not where it used to be because I was growing a human. You know, tying your shoes was hard and <laughs> putting them on, let alone, <laughs> you know, doing a big hike and having your dog vault off your back and your and your knee and stuff was just not doable <laughs> so you know at, at those points you know i did look into other avenues to make sure my dog's needs were still being met because that was really important thankfully my dog community is really quite large and i have a lot of friends in the industry so i was able to re- to lean on and hire friends of mine to do dog walking Dog sitters at points, you know, um, would come and take my dogs for, you know, a couple of nights here and there, that kind of thing. So they would get like a, a good stimulation physically as well. Mental stimulation, we did tons of Kongs and Sniffy games for my dogs once I had Cassidy. Um, so they were still getting all of those needs met. Thankfully, I only needed two dogs that needed that kind of stuff, whereas I only had one dog that was more of a couch potato. But it's a really important stage because obviously when we have dogs and they're not getting that physical needs met, then they're going to find their own things and they're going to be a little bit more anxious. And with a new change of a baby coming into the home, they really need that decompression so that they can handle the new stress at home and those new challenges. Did you find that they struggled with the change at all or were they pretty adaptable to like new people walking them and things like that? My crew, the three I had were very adaptable. They were able to go with people coming um, in the home and being separated as well. So my older dog would, you know, he was fine to stay home and hang out in the bedroom and sleep on the bed all day. You know, that was his favorite thing to do. So he was good. And, you know, if I did have to have someone they didn't know as well come and get them or come and get one um, or two, they were very good about being like, okay, mom, we're good. We're going. And they were very adaptable in that way. So that really helped. I didn't have to worry about them because I was already worrying about a new human. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point you lost your old man, Dodger. And after a little bit of time, you decided to bring a new puppy home. So how old was Cassie when you got home a puppy? And now in instead of preparing the dogs for a baby, we're preparing a baby for a dog. What did you do when you uh, decided to bring him home? Yeah, so that was definitely different. used <laughs> to. <laughs> but again, Cassie was a part of the process of deciding to get a dog. She was only three, of course, but we allowed her to meet the puppies when they were young meet the dogs and Cassie obviously has grown up around dogs so she's very comfortable and very aware of the dogs and knows that dogs need space that's something even at three Cassie was pretty good about um knows how to pet dogs how to approach dogs things like that so 
she got to meet the litter and, and hang out with the puppies and got to be a part of a little conversation of, you know, should we get one? Should we not get one? Which one do you like? Why do you like that one? That kind of thing. I mean, obviously we made the decision, not <laughs> but, um, but we made it a fun, a fun thing. And we even got to take the whole litter home at points as well. So they got to all come to my home and hang out in the yard um, with Cassidy and she got to got to meet them now of course she's never left alone with any of the dogs and that you know when the puppies come and things like that so yeah when we brought Gibson home two years ago we did a lot of crate and rotate again so as Cassie kind of started to developing it before with the three older dogs before Gibson as she got more understanding of the dogs, we started to bring down some of those barriers. So the separation of the front room disappeared. We did some more crating rather than the full X-Pen separation. And then we basically brought all that back when Gibson came home. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to answer this. Because <laughs> it was just so easy. <laughs> it's okay to say that because you That's did perfect. you did all these things to get her and him ready to live together yeah <laughs> like you guys did a lot of hard work we should disclose to everyone gibson is from my litter with story so steph and cassidy were like major socializers with my litter they really helped a lot so they were over all the time and this is something i think people should think about when they have little kids when you're getting a puppy is having a breeder that's accessible to you and your family to visit regularly before you get your puppy like it yeah, can make a so big difference. It, it totally did. And I think that's why I'm struggling how to answer it because my lifestyle and the way I've always done things, even with my dog, with all of my dogs, even before Cassie came home is I had, my dogs were crate trained. They would spend times they would in their crates for a period of time after like a big long hike or what have you. So it was pretty seamless when Gibson came home of having that separation. And Cassidy already had some nice rules under place of how we approach dogs and what we do and what we don't do with dogs. You know, some of those things, number one, are obviously if a dog is in a crate, you do not approach the crate. Let alone go in the crate or put your hand <laughs> in the crate, right? We just don't even go into approaching the crate. Same if a dog is in a bed, we treat it the same way, right? If you want a dog, if you want the dog to play with you, you take the toy and you move away from the dog, encouraging, right? These are just little things that Cassidy grew up always knowing from day one. And so when Gibson came home as a tiny little eight-week-old, nine-week-old puppy, it was really an easy transition to get him into the house to work with Cassidy. He had his crate naps. He had his time out playing with the family. We had our little play times in the yard little training sessions that I would do with him. Cassie was usually in bed or at, or in a nap time. Most of the treat training situations I did with Gibson when we were learning your typical obedience, like your sits and downs at first, she was out of the picture for those so that I could fully focus on him and he could fully focus on me and not, where's that little munchkin running around kind of thing, right? So, and those are just things that I do naturally. So it was a very natural for Gibson to come into the home. And his relationship with Cassidy now is very different than Cassidy's relationship with the other two dogs in the house. So being a dog that has grown up with her, he loves her and loves to play with her. 
where the other two dogs that were in the home before Cassidy, Kaylee being 14, Maven being eight, they like their, their space. They are not comfortable with Cassie invading their space. And she's learned not to invade their space because I've never allowed that. And I've always set that boundary. But Cassidy knows that she can go and snuggle with Gibson. And he loves that. And he'll go and snuggle with her. And she obviously loves that. So it's neat to see that even at almost five, she has learned I can hang out with Gibson this way, but I'm not going to do that with Maven and Kaylee. Mm -hmm. So it's neat to see that kids, even that young, can know the difference. That's amazing. Yeah, it's you really, I didn't even know that's how it was going to happen in this house. <laughs> and it's just how it happened. So, yeah. Did you go through like the super bitey puppy stage with her? I did. Yeah, for sure. So we did a lot of making sure there was always things for Gibson to put his mouth on, especially being a herding breed. It does add a little bit to it. Um, we did a lot of switching of toys. We did a lot of, you know, make sure you stop moving if he's bouncing around you, because obviously at first he was small and then he very quickly started to get quite big and he's 50 pounds now. So um, and she's quite petite for her age as well. She's, she's little and can very easily get bumped around by a boisterous, rambunctious Aussie boy. And that was another thing that worked really well because she took a lot of direction. She was used to the toys. She was used to playing with Maven appropriately with toys, um, tugging because Maven loves to tug. So Cassie learned how to tug with dogs pretty, pretty young. And so we just kind of did a lot of that together we always made sure if Cassie wanted to play with Gibson that we did it together and I showed her how to like hold the toy appropriately if he was really rambunctious and really bitey then like your typical toddler they're tired and they need some they need another outlet right so a lot of the time if he got into his rambunctious stage we would do some crating with some snuffle mats or a kong or a puzzle toy, if necessary, then maybe I would step out into the yard with a dog and my husband could stay with Cassidy inside and I would kind of let him rip around if that's what he needed. But if he got rambunctious at points, we did directed onto something he could do or separation at points as well. So, and that, you know, quickly transferred to Gibson knowing, okay, I'm getting crazy. I'm going to go calm down kind of thing. He started to self-regulate himself with that as he got a little bit older. So, and I mean, chaos sometimes still happens while she like runs through the house. My, my two young dog Gibson and Maven love to run with her and they're very good about keeping their mouths to themselves. But sometimes all of a sudden you just get like three, one child and two dogs running at you. <laughs> so, yeah. so do your dogs ever wreck Cassidy's toys? Yes. So again, Kaylee and Maven are pretty good. They're a little bit older. Um, Gibson definitely has learned that I go into Cassie's room and this is fun. She has all these amazing stuffies. She's got these plastic toys. She's got these rubber toys. Like, holy smokes, that room is just full of so much fun. So at first what we did... Hi, Maven. <laughs> Cassie's literally talking through the door going, Mommy, can you unlock the door? 
where's dad? I just hear this, I'm coming. <laughs> Dassie, I'm just on a video chat. Aww. Can you hear her? Yes. <laughs> I feel like we should interview her too. She can come in at some point. How do you end. feel about Gibson eating your stuff? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think she's gone. Yeah, so we definitely have had Gibson love going into Cassie's room and finding all sorts of fun toys, all her stuffies, all her plastic toys, her rubber toys. It's just, it's like Disneyland in there for a puppy for sure. Um, number one thing we did, of course, is close her door so that he didn't have access to that area. And then when he was very young, we had our uh, fence up so that there was a Cassie play area and a safe dog area. So Cassie's toys stayed in the Cassie play area. As he's gotten older, of course, that fence came down and he started to learn and we implemented it right away that as soon as he got something he wasn't supposed to have, that we traded for food. And we traded for fun games. We switched to a new toy that was one of his and he got to play with us with it, that kind of thing. As he's now almost two, he still can be a little cheeky. Um, what he will do is go into Cassie's room and always pick out a stuffy. That's his favorite. And he'll come running into the front room with it, bounding around like a goofball with it in his mouth. And he comes right up to me and goes, hi, mom, look what I have. <laughs> he knows that that then gets my attention and it works every time because every time I give him the attention of thank you bud that's fantastic I love this toy I'm gonna put it on the counter <laughs> you can't have it and I'll give him lots of snuggles and kisses and then I'll go close Cassie's door <laughs> <laughs> so he's training you how to close Cassie's door a hundred percent yes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah but it's an awesome it's an awesome problem to have and i think it's adorable because i don't even have to look at him i can hear him coming down the hallway and i know his footsteps when he's in the hallway when he has cassie toy compared to when he has his toys it's a completely different <laughs> way stomping excited and like he right away he just comes out and he just comes right up to me and he's like look what i got <laughs> so i know the I sound my dog does that when she gets, steals my socks. She only yeah. steals them to get attention. And it's a yeah. different noise. It's like, hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I secretly love it. Um, <laughs> because it's such a great thing that he's grabbing these toys and he's so proud to bring them to me. And I love that, that he wants to bring them to me and I'm like, yes, okay, you 100% can get attention for this, but I'm going to go class, close Cassie's door. <laughs> um, how do you handle things like going camping or hiking and stuff when you have a small child and more than one dog with you? Yeah, that's, we do a lot of neighborhood walks and such when it's just Cassie and one dog. But when we do go off hiking and Cassie comes with us, a lot of the time we have all three dogs. We like to pick places that are very quiet and we're not going to come across anyone. And, you know, she usually gets the job of walking Maven and she really likes to have a job to do on the walks because that kind of can help her keep her hands to herself and 
have some of that responsibility as well. Um, and Maven is a proven, very good dog walking kid dog. <laughs> so, yeah. But if it's me and my husband, then we'll go for longer walks. But if it's just me with all three dogs and Cassie, then we tend to have very short walks. Um, cause it, you know, just in case if something was to go wrong, I want to make sure that I can get us all back to the car safely. So we don't go too far and yeah. So Steph, one of the things that, um, Chris and I are both aware of because we were there is you return to dog sports really, really quickly after giving birth and possibly in a different way than before. So I think it's pretty cool how involved you've gotten your child in dog sports and maybe you can speak to what you did and why. Yeah, for sure. So I do a lot of disc with my dogs specifically. I mean, I've dabbled in a lot of other sports as well, but disc is the one that I compete re regularly in. Cassie was three months old when she came to her first disc competition. Um, Actually, so that wasn't her first disc event, though. Well, okay, I competed, <laughs> I competed a lot. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I competed a lot when I was pregnant, for sure. So <laughs> there are many times I had to ask Chris to pick up discs because I couldn't bend down um, to pick up discs <laughs> on the floor, which is thankfully my dogs can retrieve to hand <laughs> at the end there. <laughs> but for the first real competition when she was out of the belly <laughs> she was three months yeah so yeah i even remember doing a seminar once seven months pregnant and i had to ask millions of strangers a whole bunch of strangers to pick up my desk because i couldn't bend down but yeah so she came to her first competition out of my belly at three months old um and thankfully my the club that i train with and host with they are, were all fantastic and would hold Cassidy when I had my turns to run my dogs. There was a few times where I would wear her as well. So basically have her in the baby carrier <laughs> on my belly or on my back. And she would got to hang out while I did a round of either toss and fetch or up dog challenge. And she got to hang out in her playpen or stroller as well. Now that she is mobile, obviously, being almost five, she has started in this past year playing some junior handler games with Maven. She is still learning how to throw properly, but it's great to see <laughs> that she's coming out and she really wants to do it. She wants to play with the dogs and she's a great little assistant for picking up the discs and such. And yeah, she's really enjoying it. And I love having her there. Um, it definitely adds level of stress because I'm watching what the dogs are doing and I'm watching what she's doing. And sometimes I'm hosting the event. So then there's that aspect as well. But um, it's great to have her out and enjoy a sport that I love to do as well that we can do together. So. Yeah, I think it's pretty important when um, this is your lifestyle, you just include your family in it as much as you can. And the cool thing about Cassie, because Steph's done so much education with her, is she's really good at understanding dogs, which means having her around dogs that aren't even as comfortable with kids is fairly safe. Because she, she follows instructions so well. Mm -hmm. She does. You know, when we, we 
definitely drill into her on a regular basis since since day one that we never run up to unknown to dogs whether we know them or not we never run up to them we always walk we always ask the owner first if the owner has a hesitation then that's a no because a lot of the time owners feel obligated to allow the child to pet their dog and I, it's a lot of pressure for some owners. They don't want to say no to the child, but they're not sure. So I've kind of tried to teach Cassie some social cues for people when it comes to dogs. Because she loves them so much. Anytime she sees a dog, she, of course, wants to go and pet it. So I've taught her that if the person hesitates, then that's a no. We're just going to stay standing and we're not going to pet the dog, right? And I'm 100% always there as well. And then I'll usually explain to Cassie what I see. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, you see how the dog's tail is down and it's stepping towards its owner? That means it's, it's, it's unsure. So let's just give them a little bit of space, okay? If the owner, of course, says yes, then, then we're all, I allow Cassie to approach the dog. And we, Cassie has been taught to present her hand and pet the dog's body. We always go for the body first rather than the head. And the whole time I'm reading dog's body language, making sure the dog wants it. The other thing too I've taught Cassie is, is that if the dog walks away, then that's a cue of no. So even if the dog is the dog is showing mostly loose body language, its ears are relaxed, its body's relaxed, its tail's relaxed, but it steps away, that's a good enough indicator for Cassie to know that that dog does not want pets. So when we go to dog sports, those dogs all tend to be really jazzed up and they're all ready to go and fetch those discs. Cassie knows that we can only approach dogs if the dog is relaxed. So if it's at the end of its leash, if it's bouncing around and barking, then we don't even approach to ask the owner. So she's got a lot of that down already, which is great and makes it safe to her to, for her to come to these events that we host. So, yeah. Yeah, and there's usually a couple dogs there for her to hang out with that are super comfortable with mm -hmm. kids, which is nice. Yes, yeah, for sure. So Steph, to wrap up, what advice would you have for parents who live with multiple dogs and small children? Is there any kind of golden rules or things that you want people to know as we wrap up our talk here? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think it's important for parents to really understand their own dog's body language as well as unknown dog's body language so that they can see signs that might be there and teach the kid those signs. If the dog's tail is tucked and moving away, those type of things for strange dogs as well as the dogs in the home. The other thing too, of course, is separation, making sure your dogs are comfortable being in another room when you're home, you know, having a crate and putting boundaries in place that when ducks are in their beds or in their crates that we don't approach that we let dogs sleep where they're sleeping and that's that i think all of those are are really important skills for kids to learn to keep everyone safe yeah that's a great like great lessons in general about just mm -hmm. animal handling it's amazing yeah, I think that's wonderful. A lot of times when I get called out to help a family with dogs and young children, people think it's all about the dog training, training the dogs to tolerate the children. But it's a lot about teaching children how to respect boundaries and how to read the dogs as well. 
And I think that's a piece that a lot of people are not thinking about. They're just thinking about the dog training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people too get a little stuck with wanting to always have all of their dogs together with all of their kids and that this is how our life is. That there's dogs, there's kids, they're, they're all together. And I think people forget that sometimes dogs might need quiet time to decompress. And sometimes we need to help the dogs learn how to have that quiet time and decompress away from the chaos of kids. And that's okay and that's safe. And that doesn't mean that you know, you're a bad dog parent because you have to put your dog away for a bit. But it's just, it's it's safety and decompression is important for them um, so that they can handle, you know, chaos later on in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that happens with dogs and kids. Mm -hmm. Excellent points. This has been, as someone who does not have small kids at home, I've really enjoyed this talk. And I've uh, I've learned things that I think I can take forward and maybe phrase in a different way now with my clients and i hope everybody listening whether or not they have kids at home we do see children out in the world and having knowledge about how kids and dogs can interact is good for anybody whether you're a kid kid owner a parent <laughs> or a dog owner <laughs> i will say too as like a breeder and when i've had a litter or a new puppy because stuff's helped me with both watching how she interacts with her daughter with the dogs has taught me a lot because I'm watching Cassidy learn in the moment and just how Steph communicates with her. It's like pretty high level communication about what's going on with body language. Like you don't have to dumb things down. And as a result, she's phenomenal with dogs. Like, not just for her age, just in general. Like, she's really good. I love having her mm -hmm. at my house. I love having her around my dogs. And a couple of my dogs were nervous when she first started coming over. And they love her now. They're like, oh, this kid understands me. We're cool. Like, it's just, it's pretty easy. Like, usually at benching, at trials, she can just be in my benching area with my dogs. And they're all quite happy to have her there, which mm -hmm. is great. I appreciate it. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> So we will definitely have to have Steph back. She's got insight into lots of other things, multi-dog. And um, this one has been pretty cool, though, because you don't see a ton of resources about lots of dogs and young kids in the same home. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you'd like more information, don't forget to check out our website, our Facebook group, our page, and our blog posts.